everyone it's your girl sim the motivator and we are back for another episode of a conscious blend podcast i'm so hyped today because i've been trying to track down this lady for a minute but she's able to take some time out of her schedule for me so i am pleased to have chastity um spending some time with me so chas welcome to a conscious blend thank you for having me sim Thank you for being so flexible with my schedule too. I appreciate that. Oh, anytime, anytime. I know you hardworking folks that are busy and always on the move. You know, us us other, you know, us commoners, we have to. Oh, don't start. <laughs> oh, don't start. You are a busy woman, girl. <laughs> you tried it. <laughs> Oh man. So first let me say um happy birthday. I know you celebrated another birthday over the weekend. So um yeah, thank you very much. I feel very very blessed. Very blessed. I know with the past year with COVID and quarantine and being away from family and um extended family when we celebrate another birthday it's like is really something this time. I know, right? girl I was just saying that to my girlfriends we had brunch yesterday and we you know we were doing a toast and we were just talking about how insane it's been for everyone all across the board right and um I think I'm just at a place where I'm I feel just so blessed for waking up each day Mm -hmm. and I think in our in my younger years I might have taken that for granted but of course life will humble you Um, so you're absolutely on the mark when you say that, I think I'm just, you know, great, grateful that I have the chance to, you know, see another year, another trip around the sun. Yeah. And I know you have some things in store, some launches that are about to drop. Uh, we definitely go get (laughs) in a little bit, but I know the last time we saw each other face to face was December 2019 flew out to Cali did like one of those 24-hour trips crazy uh-huh yeah to attend your sisters in solidarity I know um event so let's share with the listeners what that is what event that is how you came about you know doing it and stuff yeah yeah no thank you um I chance to you know when you host events right? Like you try to give everybody as much love as you can, but at the end of the day, you just can't because you're in the thick of things. So I would like to take this time to tell you how much I appreciated you and um, your Andrea for coming out to Sisters in Solidarity, which is really just a platform to empower women it started out as me taking like every year for my birthday, I do a staycation Mm -hmm. just because with work, I travel so much. So for me, the blessing is just being able to stay still (laughs) for a moment. So I do a staycation every year. And I think um, out here in LA, I started doing themes for it. And in December of 2018, I did a theme where I allowed you know, my close girlfriends to bring someone that we didn't know who was not part of the group. And we did more of like an actual formal 
like a networking type session. And then as we were gathering the girls, you know, they, you know, they encouraged me and said, this is so dope. You know, um, you should probably do this on a bigger platform. Like I know people that would pay tickets, you know, pay to, to do, you know, to come see people talk about, um, you know, their experience and, you know, learn in different industries and things like that. So I just took their feedback and, and ran with it. And I know you've known me for a long time. So if I say I'm going to do something. I just, <laughs> I have to follow through and I have to do it. So I threw a dart at a board and I was like, let's see if this sticks. And last year, or sorry, 2019, December is when we did Sisters in Solidarity, which you came to mm -hmm. and we brought it to Hollywood. We had a formal venue. We had a, a women's panel, a male panel. And I think that the event itself showed me as you know, the person behind the scenes that, wow, this is really something that people need. Right. Like it's not just about empowering women. It's about bringing people from all walks of life together to have just real, just like honest conversation about what's going on, you know, uh, the, the daily struggles or, you know, you know, trials and tribulations of, you know, being a woman, not just a black woman, but, you know, all women um and I hope people felt that when we were there that you know I, I try to be as inclusive as I can that's really important to me and I'm hoping that we can grow the platform and travel and do all sorts of things with sisters in solidarity so I'm really glad that you were a part of that first step to making it you know a bigger platform yeah it was a great event um like I said Thank it was you. a it was a quick trip that was actually my first time in LA outside of LAX. Really? I, yeah. Oh my I've only gosh. been to LA like in the airport, um, one flight to another. So this was my first, that was my first time actually outside of the airport. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope I didn't take up too much of your time. I hope you actually got to see other things. You know, um, that was a trip with a purpose and the purpose mm -hmm. was sisters in solidarity. So seeing other things, I did get to like take a picture with the Hollywood sign. Um, I saw oh, good. my childhood friends, they went to elementary school with, he lives out there. So I got to see him for a few minutes, but the purpose of the trip was your event. So mm -hmm. like nothing else mattered. That's how I, that's how I saw it. Like I came with a purpose as long as I completed that thing on the checklist, that's what mattered the most. Uh -huh. But with that event, I really enjoyed it and just hearing the different perspectives. Um, and some of the things that women are going through, I remember one was talking about her experience with um, postpartum and I think she had twins and mm -hmm. like how she felt with that. And I was like, Yachty. yeah. And, you know, just hearing yeah people's their stories and the fact that they were um really being vulnerable like opening up and talking about their true feelings I I appreciated it I know last year the plan was to have it in New York and COVID was like nah that ain't happening but um <laughs> I'm hoping that this year or next year we get to have a New York version I definitely know some people yeah support it <laughs> So yes, I and the, the girls that encouraged me to do the, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, the girls that encouraged me to do it, 
they were here last night and we were talking about it and running the videos like the panels mm -hmm. so we were you know some of the girls missed it so mm -hmm. we were just looking at the video the, the male panel and the female panel and we looked at Gotti's um you know talk about postpartum depression which is an important topic mm -hmm. um we I, I think that we need to shine the light on you know just mental health in general yes. a lot more and 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 um you know, especially in our Caribbean community, sometimes, you know, in our culture, we don't talk about these things. Yes. Um, same in the, you know, in the black community, right? Like all around, it's just, you know, it's almost like we feel shunned when we want to talk about mental health struggles. But I say this to say the girls last night, they were like, I hope you're going to do something. Are you going to do it still? I know COVID stopped you. You don't want to do virtual. I was like, yeah, I really am waiting for that in-person experience, you know, whatever measures we have to take to make, to ensure people's safety and to ensure that we are following the proper protocol protocols um, per COVID. Um, that is why I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to rush anything because I, I, I really love the platform and I was, everyone's time so I want to offer something that is fulfilling um, but yes we are definitely planning for another in person whenever that will be I promise to notify you okay. <laughs> and hope that you can join us again I won't say where it is I won't say where it will be yet because I want to definitely make the, a bigger announcement okay. about it but um, just just know that you might not have to hop on a plane for it and right. you being a diehard I think that you'll appreciate <laughs> appreciate where where we're trying to take this yeah I mean anywhere you have it if I'm able to I will definitely try and make it out there to support it I know if it is in our hometown because you a New Yorker at heart uh, I could definitely wrangle up some more people to be like yo you need to come um, yes yes we definitely it. have a wider network out there right yeah but here I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you just come as an exhibitor right like you're a, a you're an educator you're a writer right you have a lot to offer so should I should be pitching you on can you be on the panel um let's go yes yes because someone hear this and be like why were you hesitating yes Chas, i will do it right just do it right i will Let's do it Bandai, you're gonna do it good 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 yes, exactly. i love to hear it yeah that's one love thing i'm working it. on for 2021 putting myself out there a bit more so yes you give me the details i will be there done <laughs> okay great Yes. I'm holding you to it, Sim. <laughs> I will okay. I will be there. I, I promise okay. you that. <laughs> I love you. thank you. Of course. So besides sisters and Soledad, actually let's back up a little bit. All these almost 20 years, okay. not longer that I have known you, Chaff. I don't really know if I know your nine to five. <laughs> I just know you do a lot of dope things and you <laughs> I'm not sure I know what you actually do for a living. It's almost like, yes. like Tommy from Martin. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. My girlfriend's sister calls me Tommy. She doesn't really think I have a job. <laughs> She's like, let me see the pay stubs. Where is it, Tommy? <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's back up. So 
I'm a communications professional. Um, I do PR work. Uh, I started out doing more um, consulting where I would do, I worked in entertainment and hospitality for quite some time. And then I switched over about seven years ago to instead of doing entertainment and hospitality PR, I started doing nonprofit PR. Okay. So right now I work for a cancer organization in LA and it's more healthcare um, communications and marketing. Um, but I have a, a little bit of a, a, um, a dual role at the organization right now. I do still work in communications, um, and, but that's a very small part of my job. The bigger part now is community relations. So I work now with our grassroots volunteers and our constituents across the country, but my focus markets are on the East Coast. So that is why I travel so much because I do a lot of FaceTime and stewardship um, when I'm on the East Coast. Um, I'm, I specifically focus in like Philly, Pittsburgh, and Delaware. But if I I'm taking a five-hour flight to come to the East Coast. I try to swing to New York as much as I can because obviously, you know, the, you know, friends and family are there. So that's why I'm home. I, I was home so much. So that, that is my nine to five. Uh, I work in community relations for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. And I still do a little bit of communications. I don't consult anymore just because my plate has I'm at capacity and I, I, I don't have the capacity to take on additional clients. But when I was consulting more recently, I switched over from taking on P, you know, PR clients that needed to be serviced and promoted ongoing PR and did more education stuff and thought leadership. So I would partner with other nonprofits within the area and um, do workshops on how they can build a sustainable media relations strategy to amplify their message and visibility. So that's, I mean, that's kind of what I do for, for Pankin as well, but I'm focused more on the community relations side right now. Okay. So you help companies also, is it like showing them how to build their like social media networks, mm -hmm. um, you know, get um, traffic to their sites Mm -hmm. And also like they are just regular marketing, whether it's brochures, yes, flyers, absolutely. So I do a lot of content development. Um, so I help to build the collateral pieces. Um, I I do I do more um strategic business management as well, which is definitely a lot not like a marketing focus, but I, um, I'm not like a graphic designer, but I have an advertising eye. As you know, I worked with Andrea in healthcare advertising. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've been in marketing for quite some time and I, I enjoy the, you know, advertising side of things. So I do work with creative teams to build marketing strategies and campaigns um, visually, right? So I do that. But on the PR side, it's more anything that pertains to the media. So getting interviews, getting coverage about, you know, what your program is or what your cause and mission is. But I do, I do the other stuff as well, the brand, the branding and the content creation and the copywriting. I can still do all of that. Okay. Yeah. So with that description, I would say you definitely have a nine to five and you are not Tommy. 
Yeah. <laughs> the proof. They need the proof, though, right? I got to show a pay stuff some one day. <laughs> uh, but in addition to all of this, in addition to Sisters in Solidarity, in addition to your nine to five or what we would call your bread and butter, there is what I think is going to be your residual income, like that thing that you tell yes. the nine to five deuces about. I'm going to just focus on me and mine. Those are right. your business, right. your businesses that you have going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm just going to take a step back because I want to um, at least just give some background on why I'm doing so many things. Go ahead. Um, is, you know, as a first generation American, um, you know, my, my family, you know, came from the Caribbean, just like mm -hmm. yours. And, you know, they instilled the work ethic, right? Like that is definitely something that's passed down to us from birth. Yeah. However, the expectation when you are a first generation American is to uh, do well, excel, and to pretty much like set yourself up better than your parents could have set you up and then to take take care of them right oh, yeah. um that's the expectation so from my from you know when I was small I you know watched what my mom and dad did you know you know my the elders around me the mistakes that they made financially and I always you know I always uh said to myself I don't want to set my children up like that. Mm -hmm. And I, and don't get me wrong. My parents did the best that they could, oh, but did they know everything? You know, they, did they know everything? No. Did they know how to invest in their money to make it work for them instead of them working for it? No, they didn't. But watching them make, you know, some of decisions made me, I, I feel it give, gave me the drive to uh, want to be more entrepreneurial, to really look into diversifying my assets, to um, getting at, you know, equity, like, you know, building equity. Mm -hmm. So I always knew that that was where I was headed, regardless if I worked a nine to five or not. Now moving into the other things that were, you know, that my husband and I are working on is um, we're building a real estate portfolio and we just bought last year, we bought a rental property or a short-term vacation rental property that we intend to Airbnb in Lake Arrowhead, California, which is just about an hour and a half um, from LA okay. in the San Bernardino Mountains. So it's like a, it's, it's often like a retreat. So I kind of, if I can compare it to anything in New York, it's almost like if you go to the Catskills or okay. to like Bear Mountain yeah. up there. So um, that, you know, so we decided, okay, pandemic is happening. Obviously things are shifting in the world. We definitely want to set ourselves up so that we can, um, you know, build residual income and let's start this now, no better time, right? The world stopped. So we needed to figure it out. So we got the property. Um, we named it after my mother-in-law who passed away a couple years ago as a tribute to her. And what she stood for was diversity, education, right? God, right? She had very, very, very high, high um, aspirations for 
not just her children, but any of the children, any children surrounding her. Like she, she was just one of those people, just a special person that, you know, preached education, preached, um, you know, Christianity. Um, she did a lot in the church. She, you know, she, she was a lawyer. So, and, you know, she was a social butterfly within Chicago. So we definitely wanted to do something that we could carry on her legacy and at the same time, check the box that we wanted to check, which is to build residual income. So that's, um, so that business or that home, we called her House Helen after my mother-in-law. And that home should be opening up for bookings at the end of the summer, hopefully in August. August is, the, is what we're shooting for. Okay. And then... On top of that, I have a company called Apple Wind Palm, which is a wellness and restoration brand that was birthed in quarantine um, because of the anxiety that I experienced in quarantine, much like people across the world, right? Um, and with anxiety comes some other things right that happen to your body and for me when I'm anxious I get inflammation of my skin I get rashes um if you follow me on Instagram you know I also like to get my nails done and in quarantine couldn't get my nails done so I was home trying to you know do things myself it was a lot of DIY but I was not DIY to a certain extent a lot of the things that I was doing and making in order to heal the inflammation on my skin in order to, you know, you know, to um, take care of my cuticles, right, for because I was doing my own manicures and things like that. A lot of the stuff that I was doing was simply just passed down from like the matriarchs within my family, mm -hmm. you know, in the Caribbean, and Sim, you can chime in, right? Like in the Caribbean, there's a cure for everything oh, oh you're yeah. sick go drink some bush tea right like yep. oh you got <laughs> you got this oh go mix this and that right so bush for go put some coconut right yeah. everything <laughs> go put some coconut oil on it you'll be fine right so um a lot of the you know a lot of the recipes that I use to make these oil-based products to heal my inflammation and to take care of my cuticles and my hands and things like that were simply just passed down from family. And um, I, I, you know, I just, now I'm just stamping them for the world and offering it to the world because it's definitely something that I was excited about and it's natural. And, and on top of that, it was not just soothing my skin, but soothing my anxiety, mm. right? So Apple and Palms to me is not just a brand that offers skincare products. It's a brand that I hope for it to be more of a retreat for or destination for those who experience anxiety, you know, so something that, you know, you can invest in that would help you get through those moments where your anxiety is taking over your body. You know, and I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but um, I can, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, like I get like dermatitis just from like anxiety, you know, things like that. So you can shop Apple Wim Palm products on April 30th on applewimpalm.com. And 
I hope you enjoy it because we spent a lot of time trying to make the website not just consumer driven, but a destination for those who experience these things, anxiety and you know, um, those types of ailments. And the nation is, um, we put a lot of emphasis on making the website, like when you visit the website, some calming, right? Like a calming effect. Um, it's not just about the products, it's mm -hmm. about how you feel. And that's what I, I, I really want people to understand. You know, um, there's a lot of story behind um, the products and, you know, why, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing with that particular business. Um, but that's, you know, that's, you know, I can't say much more until I really like introduce it to the world. It, Other than, it. I mean, if you want to follow Apple yeah. on Instagram, you can see a lot of truth behind all of the products, like how I make it, how I infuse the oils. I'm doing everything like homegrown. My husband, I mean, we're, we literally do it together. Like <laughs> we try to pick out the best products, you know, to source the best fruits and um, natural products that we use to make the scrubs and the, and the, and the oils for your body. And it sounds like, and I guess that goes back to your PR background as well, that you're very intentional in like making sure the website looks a certain way and conveys a certain message. Mm -hmm. um, I follow you on IG. And so your posts are very intentional as well. What it, the message you're trying to get across to your followers um, and just the message behind the the product itself, why you're doing it, what its intents and purposes are, are all very intentional. Like you've taken time and care into putting everything together. Yeah, I think you have to be. And to be, I'm glad that you said intentional because that is like, that's my theme word, right? Every year I pick a, I pick a, a word, a theme word for the year and intentional is one of them. This year, it's also boundaries, right? I have to be intentional about having boundaries as well. Um, and that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole, that's a whole panel. <laughs> that is the whole panel, but, um, Yes, I, I, I appreciate that you took notice in the fact that I'm very intentional. Sometimes people say strategic and yes, I, I take that. I will, I will own that as well. I'm very strategic and intentional about what I put out in the world because I don't ever want to come off as um, someone that I'm not, you know, like I care a lot um, maybe too much sometimes, but I also want to be very like honest and transparent about what my journey is, whether it's my entrepreneurial journey, whether it's my, you know, what's happening at work on my nine to five family, friends, you know, in my personal life, I want to be honest, you know, and, and these days with social media, it's really hard to tell what's real and what's not. So, I try, I'm, I'm trying really hard to make sure I'm coming off as someone who is authentic, um, whether, you know, through my ups and downs, you know? Yeah, it's important. And I strongly believe people who, people will appreciate that as well. <laughs> 
Like at the end of the day, we value individuals who are authentic and who are intentional what they're doing and they're not just throwing things out and you know putting out what they think people want or saying what they think people want to hear like that those things are very short-lived but those who are intentional like you and what you're doing how you've come about you know your different business ideas they're they're gonna last because there's meaning behind them i hope so i hope so and i appreciate that so i know our time is almost can you hear me still yeah you mentioned, I just want to talk about a little bit about how you and your okay. husband, John, make this like right empire, we'll call it. Um, okay. I, I like that. You like that, right? Empire? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, might, I might steal it. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> there, there are not, a, a, how do I say this? There aren't a lot of people within my age group, our age group that I know of that are married or that are in successful mm -hmm. marriages. Um, what is it that works for you guys? Like, why is it you're like, hey, you know what? We gonna do this married thing and we gonna build an empire on top of it. Like what's making it work for you guys? I have to go back to that transparency again, you know? And I think that I think John, John was, John is just one of those people. And I'm again, speaking specifically for, to us, mm -hmm. he's just one of those people that he knows what he wants. He's super practical. And I, I like myself, like, I feel that he waited for me to catch up mm. to, you know, his mindset. And John, when I met him, he was, you know, he was a business, he owns a business and he, he has always been business-minded, focused, practical. Um, and I really do think that he gets that from his mom now that we're talking about it out loud. But in general, like I think what works for us is we accept each other for who we are. Yeah. We don't try to change, we don't try to change each other unless it's for the better right like if it's like a health journey or like fitness but like you know the you know like the quirky little things that you know your character your, your individual characteristics mm -hmm. we don't try to change that he just is who he is I am who I am and we move forward and we figure out how those people work together and I think that sometimes when you get into relationships whether it's a marriage or even in, you know, friendships, any relationship, I think that there's an expectation of what that other person is supposed to be bringing to you. And yes, you're supposed to have standards, but I don't think that you should ever go into any relationship trying to alter a person's personality or character. And I think that women I think that women sometimes we get into relationships and we see someone and we see their flaws and we're like, well, I can fix that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And we're fixers, we're just nurturers, right? Like naturally. And I think that sometimes we have to understand some things are not meant for us to fix, <laughs> right? And if they're not meant for us to fix and they're not meeting our standards, 
them we're wasting our time yeah <laughs> and john is john because he's so practical there's no shaded gray with john it's black or white and again i took i will go back to his mom she's a lawyer it's black or white there's no shady gray right if something doesn't work with you if it doesn't serve your needs it's not worth the investment and investment i mean time and to us, time is the biggest investment. Yeah. And I think we as humans spend too much time thinking about why we're spending time. <laughs> you know, so John is like, no, just rip the bandaid. It's either you talk to this person or you don't talk to this person. You accept it or you don't, you know, or, or you don't accept it. And I think I've had to learn that you know, I've had to learn that throughout our tenure, like we, we got married a decade after being together. We were in no rush, a decade, a decade. And people would ask us, why, why aren't you getting married yet? Well, that's not what, you know, it works. Like what we're doing works, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, obviously marriage is a, is a beautiful union and you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it, but I, to me, it's not the, the marriage, it's not the marriage license or the paper, mm -hmm. it's the partnership. He is my life partner, regardless if we walk down that aisle and I had on a white dress or not, he's my life partner. And that is how you have to operate. And I think if you take emotions out of things, sometimes you start to make better decisions. And then the emotions to me is an enhancement. So if you can meet someone who's your equal and you guys bring, you know, he brings something to the table and you compliment each other. And then on top of that, there's the emotional part where it's like love, 100% pure love. You're a lucky person to find that. But I think people find that and then they they talk themselves out of it or they ignore those qualities and they go for aesthetic. Yeah. People want to be in a relationship just to say relationship goals. People want to be, you know, people want to get married just to get married. I was never, I, we, I, I would say John and I are on the same page on this. We were never like that. You know, we move at our own pace. Yeah. I don't know if that really answered your question. <laughs> no, it does. Like, I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm like, well, there goes that. Um, <laughs> so we're finished. We're going to end on that note. <laughs> but, you know, everything you said is so, is so true. And it's what I see around me. A number of individuals, they're either like, nah, I'm not doing that marriage thing because what's the point if in a couple years is going to mash up anyways. And my thought behind mm -hmm. that is if you think it's not going to work, more likely than not, it's not going to work. Right? It's not going to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> you take it. And why are we planning for the end? <laughs> right. Right. Like you go in to take a test and you're like, bro, I'm going to fail this anyways. Well, you done set yourself up to fail. Right, right, so, right, right. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Or like mm -hmm. you say, people go in saying they want a relationship because it's, you know, it's winter and they're cold. So they need a cuddle buddy. <laughs> they like, want a cuddle buddy. <laughs> they need something for the winter. They need someone for the Right. Winter. It's like trendy to be, it's like, let's you know to be wiped up right exactly, now. <laughs> right so cuffing season you yeah. have 
the draft and you have those who make it to the cut and then you go through the season and then right before February 14th, you know, that's it. You, yeah. you're, out, you're out and people go through yeah. this cycle and they end up hurt. And when you get hurt a few mm-hmm. times, you are less likely to keep going into certain areas. And sometimes that's relationships. Or if you've only been looking at the aesthetics, you find someone who really is the person for you, but because they don't fit the mold, they don't have the height, they don't have the shape, they don't have the career that you expect. You're like, nah, that's not for me. When the person who does have those outward characteristics are the ones that's going to cheat abuse you take your money you know do Mm -hmm. all types of negative Mm -hmm. things and leave you in a bad state so it's it's definitely true you say find somebody who fits the mold and really that but you have to also know what the mold is right like I think that people sometimes get into relationships and they are not they they don't have that self-assurance like they are insecure right they have their own in, like insecurities mm-hmm. and they're looking to the relationships to um balance it out they sure. need the relationship right they're relying on the relationships to be their be- best self but to me you shouldn't even be looking into a relationship until you are your best self right because it's not fair for you to engage in a partnership if you cannot bring a hundred percent to the table Mm -hmm. now things go up and down while you're in relationships and it's up to you and your partner to work that work those things out but I'm not gonna invest it's it's, it's, again black and white and I could hear John in the back of my head (laughs) A, a, a relationship is a partnership when I think about partnerships I also think about business would you invest in a business if your business partner was not showing up to work? Mm. Would you invest in a business if your business partner doesn't know what the mission of the company is, right? Would you invest in a business if you don't know what the mission is? True. No. So why invest time in a relationship if you don't know what you want? you don't know what you want you don't know what you need or if the person is not bringing anything to the table so it is again black and white right so um I I think people don't I think again the emotions cloud things and I'm not I'm I don't want to come off as like totally insensitive like I'm not like I am an emotional person like I feel but but it's true like what you're saying as well it's it's, it's just like (laughs) right it's true it's truth yeah it is all truth what you're saying and right some people they get into relationships and they expect certain things from the other person but they don't really know what they bring to the table they don't know what they have to offer so you can't expect something from someone else when you're coming with an empty cup or no cup you don't even know that right that, that the cup isn't in your hand and you're coming right right <laughs> right you gotta go find your cup first right, <laughs> right? right. then you can drink exactly. <laughs> yeah I agree a hundred percent so yeah I think that that's what works but again let me let you know when I went when John and I first started dating many years ago many many years ago 
I was that person that was insecure. I was that person that relied on him emotionally. And he had a very like critical, he just had a critical conversation with me. Mm. This, um, this, your emotion, your emotional load is draining. Mm. That is honest, right? And when I realized, oh my God, I'm a mess right now. Of course I had to do the work. Of course, it's going to take me almost a decade to get us to a point where I feel like I'm secure, he's secure, we bring things to the table, we complement each other. But you have to recognize, you have to self-assess and be honest with yourself and say, wow, I'm not being the best person for my partner right now. What is it that I need to do in order to get there? And if your partner is willing to, to, to work with you and wait with you and invest that, you know, invest that time, I say it's a, that person's a keeper. Yeah. That's it. That is, you know, that's when you realize like that, this person really, really a hundred percent loves me. Yeah. That's, that's it right there. So listeners, Mm -hmm. that is your relationship advice for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else to say. Uh, <laughs> but that that that's the truth chas like that's it i it, when we work on ourselves when we know what we we're bringing to the table then we mm-hmm. are we enter into situations with open eyes and we're able to see a bit more clearly what the other person has to offer and how we can build up build that partnership and grow together yeah, that's it yep yep that's it love it love it yeah (laughs) so I know our time is just about up but I have one final question for you what does a conscious blend mean to you and you're you're gonna kill me for this but and I was already going to say this but it's intention to me it's about being intentional about walking in your purpose um And I'm probably not on the money, but that is what it means to me. Um, You know, taking a step out on faith and stepping into your purpose to me is what a conscious blend means. That's it. No wrong answer if I'm asking what it means to you, (laughs) sis. That's that's it. That is your, your response. Chas, thank you so much for taking Thank you for having me. This is great, Sim. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Please, please, please keep shining and please keep taking that step out on yourself because you are amazing. I am so, so proud of you. I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Um, (laughs) Thank you. you. I love you, love you, love you so much. Love you too. Anything you need, I'm here. And yeah, same thing. Well, I promised you sisters in solidarity when the next one is Oh yeah, you're on the panel. On the panel. The ink is dry, girl. (laughs) Anything else. The ink is dry. (laughs) You need, um, let me know. Um, But I am always, always in the back with the little flyer, the posters, you know, being your cheerleader. Oh, I'm your cheerleader too. So I'm going to bring the pay stubs to Sisters in Solidarity. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Continued blessings and success in all that you do, everything that you and Jonathan do. And hopefully in the near future, we'll get to see each other face to face. 
Yes, and maybe you could be a house Helen and we can have fireside chat. That would be dope. <laughs> you know, as you were mentioning it, I was like, yo, I may have to call a couple people up and be like, yo, we going out to Cali. So yes, I- yes, girl. Let yeah, me know. Do that. Definitely will let you know. Thank you.